To listen ad-free and to get a shout-out on the show, you can now upgrade to Koala Shine Plus via the link in the show notes. But before we get started on today's episode, I've got a quick word from our friends and trusted sponsors who help make our free stories possible. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionised over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shine. Hey, Koala Kids! Welcome back to Koala Shine! I'm Kelly, and I'll be reading you daytime stories and giving you facts and ideas as deep and full of surprises as the ocean. Today we're going to meet a very adventurous young girl called Dima. Every day, just like you, she gets up and puts on her school uniform, packs her bag full of books and pencils and coloured pens, and gets into the car with her dad who drops her off outside the school gates with a smile before heading off to work himself. But today is different. Today is no normal day of school. Because today is Take Your Kid to Work Day. That's right. It's that one special day of the year where instead of going to school, sitting in class and learning about freaky and fascinating things like long division and ancient Egypt and how many millenniums ago the dinosaurs lived, you get to go to work with one of your parents and find out all about how adults spend their days. And for Dima, that's really exciting, because her dad has a super awesome job. So, strap up, buckle in, and let's go meet Dima and find out what she's going to get up to on Take Your Kid to Work Day. It's seven in the morning when Dima's mum pokes her head around her bedroom door and tells her it's time to get up. Dima rubs her eyes and stretches and snuggles down into her bed covers. It's not even light outside yet, and she'd much rather spend a few more minutes submerged in the dream she was having, in which she was just about to beat her best friend in a donut eating contest, than get up and get dressed for school. But then her eyes shoot wide open as she remembers one absolutely crucial detail that she'd forgotten. No school today. No way, Jose. Today was take your kid to work day. The best day ever. The day she'd been looking forward to for what felt like a hundred million bazillion years. Because today was the day that Dima got to go to work with her dad. Yesterday afternoon, they'd all been sitting in their classroom at school. And their teacher, Miss Schilling, had been asking them what they were all going to do on Take Your Kid to Work Day. My mum's a lawyer, said Nikki, and she's taking me to the courthouse. Dima thought that seemed pretty cool. Getting to see your mum dressed up in a long black gown and a curly white wig, cross-examining witnesses and winning the case. Well, uh, my dad's a postman, said Axel, and I'll be joining him on his rounds. Dima thought that seemed pretty cool as well, especially getting to see people's faces when they got unexpected letters and parcels. Bruno said his mum was the head teacher. Which means I'll just be coming back here to school tomorrow, he said, sounding a little disappointed. When the question got round to Dima, she puffed up her chest, and unable to stop a huge beam of pride from spreading over her face like sunshine, she told her class that her dad was a marine biologist, 
who went on expeditions to learn more about the weird and wonderful creatures that lived at the bottom of the ocean. Which means, she said, I'll be diving deep down into the sea in his brand new submarine. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome! <gasps> wow! Gosh! cried all of her classmates. But isn't that a bit scary? asked Nikki. But Dima shook her head. Nope, not one bit. That's because Dima's dad's new submarine was the snazziest, most state-of-the-art, technologically advanced submarine that had ever been built. There was nothing in the world that was safer. Dima hadn't seen it in person yet. She'd only seen the plans her dad spread out on the kitchen table. He'd named it Sinbad, after the greatest ocean explorer in all of myth and legend. He'd been working on it for years, down at the harbour where he had his warehouse and laboratory. And tomorrow, on Take Your Kid to Work Day, no less, was Sinbad's first trip out into the ocean. She couldn't wait. All thoughts of her donut-eating dreams gone, Dima leapt out of bed and began to get dressed for the day. She'd laid out her clothes the night before. Jeans, because they were hardy, and a t-shirt, so she'd be cool. Even if the deep sea was freezing, the submarine had first-class heating, didn't you know? And last but not least, she tucked her notebook into her dolphin backpack so she could take notes of everything she saw. Right, ready to go? Asked her dad when she went downstairs. He looked full of excitement, with flashing eyes and feet that couldn't keep still. You bet, Dad, Dima said. So, like usual, Dima and her dad got into the car together. But unlike usual, they drove right past the school gate. Soon enough, they were by the sea the waves lapping gently, the huge container of her dad's warehouse looming, and then, finally, there it was, bobbing half-submerged in the water. Sinbad the submarine. Dima was gobsmacked. Wow, Dad, she whispered. It's even better than I imagined. Sinbad looked like a giant robotic fish. Its polished silver shell shone in the sunlight. It had two gleaming wing-like fins with propellers, and out of its head shot two antennas, with bright lights on the end of them for seeing their way in the dark. Dima watched as her dad shook hands with his colleagues, scientists and whiz kids who had helped him build the beautiful underwater machine. They showed him diagrams and pressed buttons and gave Simbad a fond pat on its flank. When Dima's dad called her over, he had a huge smile on his face. Everything set, Dima, all aboard. The only way Dima could describe being inside the submarine was like being in the coolest house in the world, except that house was also inside an aquarium. There were comfy armchairs and little tables, and a whole library of shelves on one side, full of books about the ocean. The front of the submarine was made entirely of glass, so you could look out of all sides. Her dad's control station was right in the middle. He was already standing there, pressing buttons and pulling levers, bringing the submarine to life. Then a kindly voice came out over the speakers. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Dima. Welcome aboard. Are you ready to dive? We certainly are, Simbad. Dima's dad replied to the submarine with a merry chuckle. Let's go. And with a whirring sound and the deep rumble of engines turning on, the propellers started spinning and Simbad the submarine sailed away from its dock. Three, two, one. 
And with that, Sinbad the submarine began its first descent. Down we go to the deep ocean bed. We're going on an adventure. Down we go to the deep ocean bed on Sinbad the submarine sailor. As they dipped beneath the surface, the submarine was filled with a pale blue light. Dima watched through the huge glass windows as the bright blue water slipped past, full of all kinds of curious little fish. They saw a whole shoal of rainbow fish, glinting every colour imaginable, and a pair of clownfish with their bright orange blotches. What, Dad? She cried at one point. A dolphin! In fact, it was a whole pod of dolphins, flapping their tail fins and coming to tap curiously on the window. And look there, her dad said, a hammerhead shark, one of the most fascinating creatures of the ocean. Amazing, Dima cried, but she couldn't help but shiver. She could see why it was called a hammerhead, and she could see some rows of sharp teeth too. She was certainly glad there was some thick glass and metal of Sinbad the submarine between her and some of the sea life. As they headed deeper, and less sunlight could reach down with its sharp beams into the water, the blues got darker and darker. They were like a big, bright robotic ship sailing into the sea. Now, Dima, her dad said, remember, this is an important day of work. This isn't just an adventure to the bottom of the sea. We've got some serious research to be doing. So, can you go to the bookshelves and find me a book entitled Curious Creatures of the Deep, and we'll remind ourselves of why we're here. Dima did as her dad said. She went over to the shelves, browsed the spines of the books, until she found the right one, a heavy black hardback tome, which he brought back to his workstation. And as her dad leafed through the book, showing her pencil sketches of creatures that didn't look like they lived on Earth at all, he reminded her of their mission. He'd been exploring the uncharted waters of the deep sea for decades, trying to discover as much as he could about all the unknown creatures living down there. And this was his encyclopedia. Today, on Sinbad the submarine's first mission out, they were hoping to find one of the rarest creatures of the deeps so her dad could draw and study it, and add it to the great stores of human knowledge. Look, Dima, do you see here? He said, pressing his finger down on a page of the book. The page, Dima saw, was blank, There was no information on it, just a name at the top. Sea Angel. Down we go to the deep ocean bed, a world out of legend and fable. Down we go to the ocean bed in search of the mythical sea angel. That's the one, her dad said, that's the one. Then he glanced out of the front windows of the submarine and abruptly stood up. Well, Dima, he said, his voice prickling with electric excitement. Here we are. At first, Dima thought it was just pitch black through the window. Water so dark it could have been ink. But then, slowly, she began to see that the water was filled with many strange and wonderful creatures. Shoals of huge jellyfish, which looked see-through at first, but then pulsed with blue, pink and green lights. Tiny crustaceans, like bright white miniature crabs floated past the windows, as though they were floating through outer space. Fish with big googly eyes swam by, almost invisible because of their translucent skin. Dima and her dad urged Simbad on through the depths. 
her dad let her press some buttons, which made the propellers slow down and let them drift quietly through the water, so as not to disturb particularly shy creatures. Dima spotted one very strange-looking fish, with skin so transparent it looked like a floating see-through blob. But out of its head came an antenna, with a bright light at the end. Is that a sea angel? she asked. Oh no, said her dad. That's an anglerfish. It can turn that light on and off, depending on when it wants to stay secret and when it wants to attract some food. They floated a little further, when Dima saw a huge shape scuttling across the pale seabed. Is that the sea angel? she asked a little nervously. Her dad peered down at where she was looking. Oh, not quite, he said. That's a spider crab. I bet you can guess why it's called that. She definitely could. The crab had lots of long legs that it used to pick its way across the sea floor. But it was bigger than any spider she'd ever seen. She even thought it was bigger than herself, going click, 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 click with its legs across the sand. Oh boy, she said. I wouldn't want to meet a spider like that on dry land. Her dad laughed. <laughs> You're lucky it's only a deep sea crab then, he said. Onwards they swam, searching and searching. They found caves and deep sea caverns, which they shone Sinbad's lights into. They found huge underwater sand dunes, which they scanned for any clues. But try as they might, they couldn't find a sea angel. Anytime Dima pointed to a creature, her dad would shake his head. Nope, it's not that one either. Then, almost when she'd given up, Dima saw something through the window and a tingling sensation went through her. Somehow she just knew this was it. It was the most delicate, most beautiful thing she'd thought she'd ever seen. It was tiny, no bigger than the palm of her hand and completely see-through. Through its transparent skin, you could see its bright pink heart beating and it propelled itself gracefully through the water by flapping its two delicate wings. That must be the sea angel, she thought. She called her dad over and pointed out the window. He narrowed his eyes and then, clapping her on the back and crying, Hurrah! Yes, that's it, Dima! He ran back to the table and snatched up a pencil and curious creatures of the deep. He wanted to get a sketch down before he missed it, he said. But Dima's dad needn't have worried. The sea angel wasn't going anywhere. In fact, just a few moments later, Dima spotted another one and another one. There was a whole group of them, a flock of angels floating like miniature magical mystical beings through the water. And so for a while, as her dad sat at his desk, sketching the sea angels and making notes about their behavior, the way they swam, the way they interacted with each other, Dima stared out of the window and thought about how amazing the ocean depths were. The day simply couldn't have been better. They explored unimaginable landscapes, ones you'd think were more likely to be found on some distant planet than at the bottom of the ocean. And they'd seen many curious creatures indeed. Scary creatures, peculiar creatures, and some extraordinarily beautiful creatures too. Like these sea angels. Planet Earth, Dima thought to herself, was truly an extraordinary place. Thanks, Sinbad, she said, patting the inside of the submarine as though it were her trusty companion. This has been the best take your kid to work day ever. And then, much to her surprise, from the speaker next to her ear, Sinbad replied. 
You're quite welcome, Miss Dima, the submarine said to her in a quiet voice. You have been a delightful traveling companion. I hope you come back on board many, many times. Dima peered over her shoulder at her dad, who was still deep in his research. Wasn't she lucky, she thought, to have a dad like hers. Kind and clever and a deep sea explorer too. Down we've come to the deep ocean bed, a world of wonder and water. Down we've come to the ocean bed, two adventurers, a father and daughter. I hope so too, she whispered to Simbad. I really, really do. And for the last remaining minutes of her deep sea adventure, Dima looked out of the huge glass windows, trying to take everything in. She stared at the creatures that passed, trying to memorize everything about them, their shape and color and any odd features they had. She tried to take it all in, consign it all to memory, so that she could tell everyone in class tomorrow about her amazing adventure. When she was older, she thought to herself, she wanted to be a deep sea explorer too, just like her dad. Wow, gosh, I want to be an explorer just like her dad too. That makes me wonder, what do you guys want to be when you grow up? A firefighter? A butcher? A baker? A candlestick maker? <laughs> well, when I was younger, I wanted to be a doctor, but mainly because I thought it involved giving everyone banana-flavored cough syrup. <laughs> anyway, let us know on Instagram or via the link in the show notes, and if you send me a voice note, I can even play it on the pod. Okay, koala kids, let's finish with a joke. Who held the baby octopus for ransom? It was Squidnappers! <laughs> and one final one from a comedian koala kid called Jaden. What do you call a cheese that isn't yours? Nacho cheese! <laughs> I love a good cheese joke. All right, that's it for this week, koala kids. Thanks so much for joining me. And in the meantime, keep on shining! Shine.